0: Hello everybody, uh, just wanted to give you a heads up about this week's episode. Um, we recorded this episode last week and just wanted to give you a little precursor. Um, we kind of mentioned before with COVID and everything, we we're trying to make like this podcast kind of like an escape and a break of everything going on in the real world because in reality you should be hearing all these messages already so we are we don't think we're adding too much to it. Um, If you're unaware, first of all, you need to be a lot more informed about all the situations going on currently. Um, Basically, we're experiencing protests and justified outrage about the murder of George Floyd and also the overall like inhumane treatment that black people receive because of police and like the system that we are kind of like under and we live in. We wanted to make sure that everyone listening to the podcast knows that we're not ignoring this on a personal level and we are like trying to keep true to the podcast kind of like being a little bit of escapism because i think it is good with all the negative things around but we wanted to make sure that you are still getting at least one step closer into um having resources so you can be making what i what josh and i think are good decisions and right decisions to help black people and other uh people of color
1: who are experiencing very informed decisions yeah
0: yeah, and so um, Josh has a couple of things he wants to pass on to you, um, and obviously it is not, this is just a starting point. If you, again, if you're unaware of this stuff happening, you need to pull your head out of your ass and <laughs> start paying attention. Yeah. Um, also, you just need to reach out and like do your own research. Don't, don't look to the people of color around you to educate you, especially if you're white, specifically talking to white people, just to make sure, because... It's it's important that you use your allyship and to your privilege. Not make it about yourself. Yeah. Exactly. And most of our privilege yeah. to to support everyone, to support especially black people because they they don't have a lot of support in in this time.
1: Right. Yeah, just like Omar said, like um just make sure that you're staying informed and like you can find a lot of re- these resources by yourself by literally just going on any social media or googling. Um, but a couple of places to uh, donate, which is one of the biggest things you can do right now if you didn't want to go out and like protest or go outside, you know, it's kind of scary with COVID. So I understand. So um, two of those big donation places you can go to are the George Floyd uh, Memorial Fund and the uh, NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Both of those are very like trusted sources that your money will go to somewhere that is actually going to be helping others. Um and again, there's also places you can go to text or email or call, all of which just take a few minutes. It doesn't take very much time at all. It literally is probably faster than you probably making a sandwich or something. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really like if you really want to get involved and you should you know, use this time, this is the time to be involved. This is what you should be doing is taking the time out of your day to at least do a couple of these things if you can, if not bare minimum is to spread information as much as you can.
0: Yeah, literally, if you're only using, if you're listening right now and you're like, oh man, this is my one hour that I used to spend to listen to this podcast, stop listening to the podcast and go donate or do something, Yeah, right? So like research, uh, reach out to people, especially if you're white, just like make sure that people in your inner circle um, and uh, like open up that social circle by finding some black activists to follow, um, some communists and leftist resources, um, and kind of like educate yourself. And for me, like that was like the biggest step is surrounding my personal feed with a, a bunch of people who could give me advice and kind of vet things for you. Because sometimes you don't have the time, but the other people, like other people, will already have the resources ready in place, and all you have to do is is look for them.
1: Yeah, simply share what exactly what they're sending, and it's super super easy. It couldn't be any easier. And the worst thing you can possibly do right now is just remain silent. I know, like. A lot of people feel uncomfortable when it comes to, like, political topics or s- topics like this, but you shouldn't. There's no reason to. Like, this it, time out of any time is the time to start to speak up.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what SpongeBob would do, I think.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> at least I would hope so. <laughs> if not, you know, I would cancel him in a moment. Right. End of 100%. podcast at Done. that point. <laughs> um, But again, like, it's good to have, like, different perspectives. And Josh, like, um, before we get into the podcast, like, I know I'm particularly kind of stuck at home with work and I'm also very paranoid about COVID, but I try to spend my dollars and my time uh, outside of work, you know, helping in that way. Uh, but you actually got to go to a protest. Um, again, it's not for everyone to be out there and being like in it sometimes. Yeah. But uh, do you want to share your experience a little bit so that way people get an idea if they do want to go protest? how? they can do so like safely without putting themselves in danger
1: yeah definitely and like the first thing first is like make sure you're safe you know if you don't feel like you're going to be comfortable the right headspace don't participate in that kind of stuff because you can just make things worse if things get out of hand um but that being said there are a lot of peaceful protests the first protest i went to was in my neighborhood which was just like a rally slash vigil for george floyd And it was very, like, everyone was social distancing. They were handing out masks. They had hand sanitizer. Um, There was very little police presence. Um, And so that made it very easy for people to feel safe and engaged in their community. Um, And the second one I went to was an actual, like, big march that we went through downtown in Manhattan. You know, we started at, like, the police plaza downtown, you know, surrounded by cops and stuff like that. Um, And, again, that's, it could be very scary. Um, But... You know, before going into this, I did my research. You know, I prepared, to just making sure I was. There's a lot of resources that tell you how to prepare, what to wear, what to bring, like how to prepare your phone and certain apps and like that. And you should take all that very seriously because you are trying to keep yourself safe and the people around you safe. And I didn't, you know, stay past curfew or anything like that, but I did stay for like a majority of the protest, and it was very peaceful. All the way through, there's like a lot of chanting. People were very engaged. It was really wonderful to see, like the community, even if they weren't marching, supporting everyone that was there. So if you can and you want to, I I think that it it is again scary, but it does feel very worth it as long as you take the proper precautions, like wear masks, have hand sanitizer, everything ready to go.
0: And and like I mentioned before, like I feel frustrated because I want to be out there, but I I again really want to try to be strict to quarantine. So for me, I'm lucky enough to have a couple bucks to throw around. That definitely helps. Um also like there are are resources out there where if you don't have a lot of money, again, it's amplifying the voices that need to be heard and and just doing your best. Yeah. Um and not making it about you and making it about the actual issues. Yep. And and in the end, I think if you if you do that, I think that will help a lot.
1: Yeah. It literally doesn't take very again doesn't take very much for you to stay informed and spread information and do very simple tasks to help out because that's what we shall be doing right now is helping out in any way we can i think the main thing main takeaway out of any of this that you can take is that black lives matter and you know perpetuate that as much as you can are you ready
0: kids <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Is Maine, Is A Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who's related to Queen
1: Mildew. Josh It's like great, 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 grandma. Oh. Yeah. That's good. So it's real close. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real Basically, close yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for my crown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Well, this is our podcast where we talk about an episode of Spongebob um, every week. And we discuss little life lessons you can learn along the way. And this week, we're watching Season 4, Episode 17, Driven to Tears and Rule of Dumb. Act 1, Driven to Tears. In this act, Spongebob and Patrick go down to the boating school so Spongebob can try to take his boating test one more time. believe it's going to be the 58th time 58 yeah so surprise surprise he fails and patrick decides to show spongebob that the test is basically rigged and ends up taking it and passing the test and not only that ends up winning a free boat mobile in the process and he basically spends the rest of the episode rubbing it in his face so um what i want to ask you josh to start things out is If you were trying something that was very difficult for you and someone with no skills or any training got it on the first
1: try, how mad would you be? I I think I'd be pretty pissed, honestly. Like, I don't know. I feel like I get stay pretty calm most of the time. But like, I feel like with that kind of situation, because I would already be frustrated, right? I'd be so especially like 58 times at failing like something like I'd be so pissed that someone came in and got it like perfect. He literally got a perfect score on his first (laughs) try and just like, what the hell is like? It's not fair. It really is not fair.
0: I felt so bad for Spongebob. Yeah. And we discussed this at, at like at nauseum for SpongeBob. It's all about what's in his head. Yeah. Uh but just the fact that Patrick, who's literally probably one of the dumbest people in the entire series, just easily just gets it is uh it's kind of bad. Yeah. It just <laughs> sucks. <laughs> um, I do like how we get our title cards in this episode a lot of title cards in this I, episode.
1: I, I, that's why i wrote down i feel like we haven't got a lot of narrator in, the, in this past season like i the last time i remember getting the narrator was like the the he was like oh and like the calm ocean whatever and it was actually like nosy neighbor or like noisy neighbors or whatever it was the last time yeah. we had him. but yeah we haven't had time cards and i i liked it i really liked it
0: yeah i miss i miss the time cards especially these was like one minute 37 seconds later later yeah <laughs> Which, uh, if you're trying to have a good time... It's all you need. <laughs> it's all you need. All I, don't you know need. You, I don't know what you do with the other one minute and 27 seconds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: You cry. Make a sandwich. Yeah, make a sandwich. <laughs> um, um, I did... You know, Patrick's kind of like a... We talked about it before. There's a lot of episodes in this season where Patrick's a piece of shit, like. Oh, yeah. Not be so nice about it. Um, and definitely like this... I mean, this entire episode, both parts, he's, he's definitely not the greatest. I had a but, hard time with this
0: particular act. I was yeah. in the middle of it. Like I told you before we started, I was like in the middle of it. I was like, ugh, I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, because it's, it it's the same
1: old gags. But like the one thing that I did enjoy about Patrick about this episode was like the one nice thing he did was like the little winter pep talk that he was giving SpongeBob at the beginning. It's like, even though his friends failed like 57 times, it's like, no, 58's a lucky number. You got this, you're a winner, you're gonna be a winner, and like, I really like that, you know.
0: Honestly, like, it felt like a really great throwback to uh, like the first episode in Health, yeah, because he's like, he coaches Spongebob to like go in and do it, and like that ended up landing Spongebob his dream job, you know. Yep. Um, so it's makes sense that he would try to do it again to like, you know, catch lightning in a bottle, but I do yeah, think... and
1: we've also talked about they do a lot of like throwbacks we've seen a lot of throwbacks this season so that makes sense yeah um do you
0: think that 58 is actually the luckiest number ever because patrick got you know he
1: got a free boatmobile he did yeah he got a lot of luck out of this situation all of this right um but i don't know i i wrote that down as like what is the luckiest number right and for like a lot of people i feel like it mixes or changes right or it's depending on what they've experienced like what what would be the luckiest number that you've that you have
0: I don't know. I'm like one of those generic people. I like like, oh, the unlucky number 13 is my yeah. lucky number. I don't really have one. I don't think I've ever experienced where I'm like, oh, it's it's another multiple of four. This is every time when it's a multiple of four, I have a good day. Like, I don't know. I've never paid attention to it. I think of like that movie with Jim Carrey, the number 23 or whatever. Yeah. I think of the same thing. Like, if you're looking for it, you're going to be it like, it pops oh, up well, everywhere. Yeah. We started yep. recording this podcast at 2 a.m. And all the good things happen at 2 a.m. So. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which so like would never happen if I wasn't up at two AM. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so always that lucky number sixty nine. That's what does it for everyone, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, <yeah. laughs> or
0: uh, lucky number four twenty. Four twenty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is stupid. Speaking um, of stupid baggy things, <laughs> uh, when he wins the car and the guy's like, "Women want you, and men will want to be you and be the envy of your friends." Do you think they say that with the women who do it too?
1: Yeah, I, I think they probably like they definitely flip-flop it, right? I would assume that they would flip-flop it, right? That's too
0: heteronormative. I like 100%. to think that when the when the when a woman wins, they go women will want you
1: and men will
0: want to be Yeah. <laughs> I hope I so. I think it's funny like that's like a a
1: selling point. Well, it's always like a, that's a that's a, such a trope, right? But whenever yeah. have you like ever run into a situation where that's like actually a thing? Like I've never bought anything where they've like the sex appeal is like what's going to get it for you, right?
0: No, this is this is exactly. I know exactly what a product used this marketing strategy. I guarantee you, I at least bought one one of these things. The flashlight. No, <laughs> I don't think any woman goes. Oh no, yeah, that saying. person has a flashlight. <laughs> Sign me up. No axe body Sign spray. Oh, yeah. You're Their right. whole thing was like they okay. sprayed it, and people will be like, "Ooh," and like, "Oh." But as as it- a
1: as a as a pu as a puberty like little 13 year old going through middle school like that is the market that you're marketing to because that's what oh, i was a
0: tag was it tag
1: body spray i was i don't know like axe body spray definitely was like that like mm. i also had like cheap bod was like bod body yeah. spray or whatever oh yeah. yeah i want your bod. yeah yep <laughs> yep
0: no but i i think i remember the old axe body sprays that i liked was just like literally they would spray it and it was like the women would just like run yeah and they would just like tackle people and i'm like god the things we got away with... In the Literally not that long ago,
1: like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just so... Uh, I'm sorry, Josh. It's 20
1: years ago. <laughs> uh, 20 years ago. Oh, you're right. No. Was <laughs> nah, it wasn't that long ago? I think it was like... Wasn't it like early Middle 2001, school, 2002? I guess... No, you're right. Yeah, because I graduated in 2011. Good God. <laughs> 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 yes, it's it's pretty bad. Screams. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm but, glad I'm I'm glad Axe deserves to die though. I'm glad that's over. It's, it's still alive. My
0: brother yeah, uses it. And it's Jesse, not bad actually. now. It's not as bad as it used no, to
1: be. No, I mean the marketing strategy better. Like I, I even think like Old Spice like draws a line sometimes with some of their marketing mm-hmm. stuff, but I still use Old yeah, Spice. Yeah,
0: that like what I think is interesting is and this episode kind of brings that up it's like that that advertising strategy yeah because old spice dos equis are the same thing it's like the most interesting man in the world yeah old spice is like you know that that dude the sexiest just,
1: guy or whatever like crazy rip and yeah. that was
0: also more of like the style of how he does everything yeah um and then i don't know that that whole like i'm a fancy like important person and people are gonna like me because i'm cool it's such a classic like uh bargaining slash it's like, like an advertising thing. thing yeah yeah, right?
1: yeah i think i think in advertising like i, I remember like watching madman and that was like a huge thing like and like especially during that time like 1950s 1960s where like you want to be like fancy dude you want to be like the talk of all the town like this is what yeah. you should get this is what you should this is why you should smoke camels right this is why yeah. you should do this and it's such like a manipulative way to like play on status right and that's what's crazy is like you get st- maybe it's a big American thing because I don't know yeah. do they do that a lot in other countries I probably
0: I don't know like I just think of like a uh, Japanese commercials which are like really crazy yeah <laughs> but like um like uh you have to look up anyone has to look up long long man or whatever it's like a I think it's a Japanese commercial where it's like a taffy candy mm-hmm. situation yeah <laughs> that is like the best advertising I've ever seen and that's just because it's like narratively compelling but I do feel like it is like more of an American thing we play on like our egos which I put as a small lesson is watch out for advertising. Yeah. Uh for that reason, um and also I, I wrote down is uh just cuz you pass a test doesn't mean you're an expert cuz like Patrick kind of goes off the rails thinking that he's like some formula 1 driver
1: or right. something. you He mean like dresses up with a helmet and everything. Yeah. I think that's a problem especially like with our education systems cuz it's so based on uh just remembering. It's yeah, standardized tests and just remembering information. Like all you're doing is regurgitating information that's like being fed to you. You're not actually really learning anything like if the case is like I actually learned all the math that I learned for like the SAT and stuff, yeah. I'd still remember how to do it all. But yeah, I can tell you, I have no idea how to do like fractions. Scare me now. So yeah, um,
0: like that used to, I used to do that all the time, and um, it, we kind of talked about the whole gifted kid situation. Yeah, uh, we've mentioned it uh a couple times, and I think it's a load of bullshit. But I do think like a lot of times the gifted kids, and this is how I used to get passed on on like my gifted classes, so quote unquote, but like. It was, I would literally, I remember particularly one time in middle school, I had not memorized any of these like literary terms. So, like words like allegory and alliteration yeah, and stuff like that. All the, and yeah. like, I learned those more ne- like in high school and in college because it became necessary for me to write like an essay paper. On it. Yeah. But yeah. like, she literally gave us like a list of like 50 and we had to memorize it. And I remember I was on the bus and I just like tried to memorize as many as possible. And I did not know <laughs> by the end of that test. And I ended up getting. We had to get all of us had to get graded on a curve. That's how, badly how bad did. it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, like, I think the highest was like 78, and I got like a six, uh, 76 or something like that. But again, like, it shows you that it's just literally sometimes tests. It's just, Doesn't can work. I keep yeah. this info in this
1: My, my brain, brain yeah. for like two seconds? It's just a crappy education. I mean, did you used to do those like multiplication tests where you would do like mm-hmm. ones and fives and you'd have like five minutes to do them? And you would do them every week or whatever. Yeah. It's not really teaching you how to do the math. You're just like, Banging this information to a child's head that hopefully they retain it right
0: yeah because i used to be like really great when it was like nine times whatever because oh, you just like, use your fingers you the little, you're done use, like, <laughs> like use the, well i never learned the finger trick i was oh, okay. just like i learned some convoluted <laughs> trick, which i'm not going to get into but like going through all those it was just like it literally had to be like it's a four so it has to be 36 and then like it, that's like my brain but it doesn't it don't now what when mean, i'm that. adding those things i'm yeah. like, oh is this 48 i don't know how much this is yeah it's really stupid um what do you think about patrick's license his like his picture yeah i wish my picture was that good (laughs) i actually wrote that too i was like i really i really wish driver's license pictures were like that for real where it's like you could have props yeah you could still have your face like completely like you know like readable or whatever like recognizable and but you'd have like a holding a puppy or something
1: yeah i feel like i've run into i don't know if i've ever really met that many people that are like i like my driver license photo
0: um uh one thing so i freeze framed that driver's license situation and yeah. one thing that really stood out to me uh besides like you know all the like age or whatever is two things hair color and weight so according to this driver's license uh patrick has is two ounces
1: <laughs> is that what me, Which me, is crazy. Is that how much a starfish weighs? I'm going to look it up.
0: Okay, while you're looking that up, I'm going to tell you the second thing. Okay. The second thing that caught my eye was hair color pink. Oh.
1: So you're telling so you me he, that he has <laughs> pink
0: hair. And where is his pink hair? Is it the top of his head? Is the thing that got knocked off in that uh, Brain Coral episode is part of his Just hair? Is his hair? I don't know. And it sent me on a little existential crisis. <laughs> Because I was like, I, mean, I don't know what what is going on.
1: I feel like it'd be easier to like maintain your hair if it's the same color as your skin, right? Like you don't have to worry about like cutting it as much or whatever. Like
0: it would it'd be, be kind less of freaky, of... to be honest. I guess so.
1: I'm just trying to think of like the same color pubes. <laughs> um, He's got hot pink. He got hot pink... <laughs> Yeah, those fuchsia pubes. Um, it says starfish vary in size. They weigh up to a weigh up to 11 pounds which I don't like two ounces is definitely a lot pounds. less than 11 pounds. Right. That's a big yeah, starfish.
0: Yeah. What kind of gargantuan starfish is that? I can't,
1: maybe he's just super small. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe this like situation. He's got going there. He, he definitely <laughs> fudged that information. Yeah. It he definitely. Would be, he's yeah. Trying to see skinner than he
0: yeah. is. <laughs> he's such a d- this entire episode. Oh yeah. It's so it bad. It drives me insane. I put that as a small lesson is just, don't rip people's faces we've said it before yeah but this one like there is no other like really small lessons you can learn from this i side. also
1: think it's like it's also makes me angry how spongebob reacts to it because spongebob doesn't like calmly or try to like talk it out with him you know and mm-hmm. that was like a lesson is just like you know talk to your friends like they're friends like if you got a problem with the beef with them just fucking talk to them but yeah. he just goes off and like tries to be attacked he like telltales to a cop i was yeah. like damn dude like you're trying to get your friend arrested this is crazy yeah. The cops in this one, right. though it's pretty bad. Like, oh no, like, like the aggression level that he's just like, Oh, we got a runner, and he just like, gets pumped. I'm like, that, That is bad, which That's, is crazy because yeah.
0: real cops do that. They like something happens, and they're like, Oh, yeah, this is yeah, my this time is to shine, yeah, except when something serious happens. <laughs> oh, man, um, but he, uh, one of the things that Patrick does, I think, is bad, is he does an illegal U turn through an orphanage, yeah. and then he's just like, <laughs> They got all the way. You're... Um and Those then he, I do I do like the part where he's like, I'm gonna rub my license in your face, and he like physically rubs rub the license yeah. in his face.
1: Man. Um I thought some of the crazier stuff that happened like this episode too is just uh and I wish we dedicated a whole episode to it, actually, is the uh through situation, which is just kind of like a very small moment. But oh, it's yeah. very interesting because I I I i'm surprised that we haven't gotten a entire crusty crab drive-through situation you know yeah like
0: as an episode
1: yeah because like that i can see a really good episode all based on that right
0: i definitely like enjoy the idea of like a one one day where like they're trying to do all the different fish and how they drive by exactly yeah yeah and how like the
1: chaos would be we did get a pretty good line from mr Krabs, though he's just uh (laughs) i used to have dreams and mr Krabs like yeah i used to have kidney stones but everything passes eventually. I was like, that's good. I really like it. I want to shrink I that's like so that sad. too. I wrote yeah. that down as well.
0: I also wrote down when, uh, Pat- when Patrick sees SpongeBob's parents and he's like, hi, mommy. Hi, daddy. And he's like, pass my driver's test. And then he drives away and they're like, even Patrick, Patrick. has a license. <laughs> like, they're so disappointed in SpongeBob. And like, thankfully, they didn't say it to his face, but it just kind of <laughs> feels sad. sad. Yeah. This uh, whole like uh, act just reminded me of like when old people who drive and they still keep on driving, even though they like run six red lights and like almost kill people. Yeah. And uh, I just I just wanted to to mention that, that I feel like exactly that's how Patrick was dealing with everything. I also like the idea of like he rips up the license and he loses it. And he's just like, I have no license and I have no knowledge. He
1: completely forgets. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine? Like, I think a- that'd be pretty cool, though. <laughs> I like the, I like the like the concept. Like, can you imagine like getting your diploma ripped up from like college, and then suddenly like you have no idea how to do film anymore? Or if like yeah. someone tore mine, I was like, oh, I'm sitting in front of a console, like I don't know how to lighting design anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what are colors? Like some weird like Horcrux situation. Yeah, exactly. Ripped <laughs> Stills my like, knowledge. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I age back four years somehow. <laughs> Time for the bubble break. Bubble break. Burp, 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 burp. All okay.
0: right. So, in this little break, I want mm-hmm. to allude to Act 2 and oh, I want to okay. ask you, Josh, yeah, if we suddenly were under the reign of a tyrant king <laughs> and they required uh some type of tax of some sort, yeah, uh whether it be like a valuable item that you have or something to give them to satisfy them and uh they leave your 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 little uh <laughs> your little plot of land alone, your little yeah. farm. <laughs> uh what would you do i think what would you give them
1: huh i guess like can we do like a material item and like a service situation like something that we could like provide for them
0: i guess yeah if if you want to give them blowjobs or something yeah that's, that's what fun.
1: i was thinking actually i'm really good at blowjobs <laughs> uh, <laughs> um S- excuse me king
0: my fair sir <laughs> i offer you one blowjob my orifice <laughs> oh god oh you can't say fleshlight no already said fleshlight no i'm not yeah i mean
1: (laughs) people can start thinking i have a fleshlight yeah i started propagating that for myself that's my own josh is
0: too broke to afford a flashlight send in your donation so he can get
1: one right i mean i sent you that tiktok of like even the ice hand i was like that's the closest i can get to a sex toy right now so (laughs) god please no one look up ice (laughs) hand tiktoks that was bad that was bad tiktok's wild sometimes yeah um I think, like, out of every, like, all the things that I've owned, if I can give them one thing, I think it'd be, like, one of the, like, art pieces I have, probably. I think, like, I feel like, I don't know, I guess they pretty they have a lot of value for me, especially like, some mm-hmm. of it's, like, personal, not my own personal art, but, like, stuff that friends have given to me or that I've bought. And I feel like those have some value. And kings like art, right? They have galleries. And-
0: it depends on the king.
1: I guess that's true.
0: You uh, could go up there, you could go up there, and they'd be like, I don't want your, I don't
1: want your nasty. This,
0: I don't want this art. It freaks me out.
1: Yeah, and the spit on it.
0: I don't want this emo. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs>
1: um, I think the uh, if I had like to make them something or like a service, like I think I would make like a a meal for them. I feel like I'm like a decent cook that I could probably make them like a meal that would be like acceptable. They're like, all right, this is fine, you know. But Thanks. yeah, yeah. How about you?
0: Let's see. I'm thinking. Only because I made them recently, <laughs> I'd give them refried beans. Not yeah. <laughs> that would be my. I'd I'd come in and I'd come in with a pot of refried beans. Nice. And I'd be like, here you go. You can, you can have these refried beans. The, the uh, and I'd lie and I'd say like this is a recipe passed down through generations in my family. They're magic and beans. Yeah, magic refried beans. Yeah. <laughs> if you eat them, you'll a beanstalk will grow out your butt. <laughs> And there will be a giant at
1: at the top of it. Because everyone wants that. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I go to sleep at night wishing I had a beanstalk up my butt right now. So <laughs> I guess hard. I
0: could offer them like a service too. I could try to teach them how to use a camera or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Like, I, I feel like, you know, back in the olden days, like, you were, that's your life. Like, thinking about, like, what do you have to offer these monarchies and stuff right now? And I guess, like, the only equivalent that we have right now in like capitalism is like, what our jobs are. Like what what am I what is my service to society, you know? Like I can I can program a light show for your birthday party. Right. And even that is like is that even that important? Like
0: (laughs) No, I think that's so crazy that like um in medieval times, like literally it'd be like I, my entire family only raises pigs and we raise the royal pigs and we give the king his pigs.
1: Yeah. We're pig people. we're, We're pig people. Or you like, weak it. people or something <laughs> like that. That's all you do. Like, maybe you're lucky to be, like, a knight and you get out of that stuff where you're, like, you break out of it and join, like, a church or something. <laughs> but even then, like, then you're stuck in that service, too. Like, th- that's the thing. It was, like, it, to be alive back then, like, your life was so contained to, like... It
0: sucked. Because then, yeah. then, like, other times you'd just be, like, in ser- like indentured servitude. So you'd just yep. be, like, being on a farm for hours and hours. And then they'd be, like, well... Yeah, you get to work this farm, and you get to live here, so congrats.
1: Yep. I guess the plus side's like, you live to like 23, and that's it, so... <laughs>
0: is that a plus side? I don't know. You only, you only suffer
1: for a little bit. Yeah. You
0: lose your virginity at an uncomfortably young age. Yep. Yeah, but uh, you have a Become kids. a father at at 14, and then... And die. Die. That's it. And then your son or daughter is forced <laughs> to, to do the same thing. To,
1: joy- to be pig people, too.
0: i can't be that's so crazy imagine like now we're like you know 27 28 and you're just like at the end of your life yeah you're literally like if imagine hitting 30 and you're like getting rid of your daughter and you just traded her for like three cows and your oldest son is trying to marry like someone else and like you're gonna die like in a week (laughs) because you ate like Mutton that was just slightly not cooked. One or like up. a
1: rat just barely ran past you. You got the plague. <laughs> Get sneezed on by yeah. a rat.
0: That's just so nuts. Yeah. like
1: I'm so glad
0: that like or imagine like being that old and like you look like you've aged like that old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like yeah. Yeah. Years. yeah. How old are you? I'm twelve. <laughs> you, <laughs> you look, look like, like you're 57. 400 wrinkles. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad to, to to know that we don't live in that yeah. bad. Of a... I'm glad
1: that we've just traded in like services and stuff like that. Just like just taxes, regular taxes that I have to spend every, or pay every year.
0: Yeah, sometimes it feels like there's a, like we have a king that yeah, doesn't well, do a very yeah. good job. But
1: <laughs> but
0: at least there's like a, a one step, we're one step above that. Yeah. Not much farther, but, I like but still
1: making it. small progress. We'll see what happens in another hundred years. Act two. Rule of dumb so uh patrick gets a visitor who lets him know that he is actually a long descendant from a royal line and that he's actually a king so he gives him a crown and of course that goes straight to patrick's head and he starts going around bikini bottom causing all kinds of trouble asking for free stuff from everyone until he basically becomes this like mad king situation i'm not really sure what happens he kind of he kind of loses it a lot <laughs> Um, it's like
0: the Game of Thrones prequels. Oh, 100%. Before. This is what happens.
1: To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's definitely Targaryen. Um, um, but it turns out that he wasn't a king. Uh, after all, it was Gary who's this long lost uh, lineage. So uh, I wanted to start off by asking you, Omar. Yes. Um, if you were king, what do you think the craziest request would be?
0: Uh, equal rights. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone.
1: That is pretty wild. I don't think you can It'd be accomplish be that. That's physically that's, impossible yeah. for everyone to
0: do.
1: <laughs> nah, I would probably
0: do some crazy shit to like round up all the all the racists and send them to an island, racist island. Racist
1: island. Yeah. Have like a game show out of it. Or execute <laughs> a hunger. Them or Games? Something. No, make a hunger Games situation with them. Yeah. <laughs> do Hunger Games right. I
0: don't know. I don't know how like I would feel about it. So like if I decided to do a hunger Games situation, all like the the good people quote-unquote are yeah. watching a bunch of races kill each other i feel like
1: no you know you have to broadcast it you just let them on the island just leave them there <laughs> and then come back, okay. you, come back come like... back i thought
0: you i thought you were saying like show it to everyone else I, nah. like, I think i might end up reading that's, that's bad <laughs> like a psychopath uh, civilization kind of society.
1: that's a fun book <laughs> i'd read that
0: book <laughs> yeah that'd be kind of fun yeah no i don't think i'd have any crazy requests no crazy like, orgies I, I think i'd be a good king yeah but I guess that's what all kings kind of think. I think that's what you... Patrick
1: probably thought.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think Patrick had no. any good bones in his body when it came to to being king. I Again, don't think ever once did he ever think about his subjects. They
1: went so hard into these two episodes with just Patrick being such a piece of <laughs> and so yeah. funny, like that this season they've just made him out to be like this jerk. And I, I I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not happy about it. I don't I don't like Patrick being like this.
0: Yeah, like I, my favorite Patrick is stupid. Like I don't know what the fuck is going on, Patrick. Yeah,
1: saying weird. <laughs> yeah, about I mean, like the, the the submarine. Like, the, yeah, the, the, the submarine episode. That's that's solid, Patrick, right there. I like that, Patrick. You know, but chaotic, Patrick. This is not. This is chaotic in the wrong way. <laughs> you know, this
0: is like scary. And then when he looks in the mirror and he's all like spooky too. I, I'm glad like, you
1: brought that up. So I wanted to, I was wondering, so you remember back when he was doing inventions and stuff and he made that weird mirror dimension? Do you think that this is part of that, that whatever this, what, that creature that he saw was either like either a, like a mental break in his head? Because something <laughs> happened early in the episode where his like brain short short circuits or something like that. Yeah. Or do you think that was actually like some other dimension where that's like a alternate him he's talking to
0: i know i like the mirror dimension idea i wasn't thinking about it that way but i like that theory that it's like it's like a parallel universe where the other patrick is going through the same issue yep
1: yeah and it makes sense because he's the one that made it right so he just kept the mirror in his house
0: i don't know but everything that that little moment i think it's funny that like patrick's uh brain is literally two wires arcing yeah. like, that's like the whole situation like it's such an accurate like thing because it it honestly the metaphor makes so much more sense than every other like brain metaphor I've seen for for Patrick yeah. because there are times where he's so smart and I think that's when it arcs. And I think that's great. And all the rest of it is just disconnected. It makes sense like, from a,
1: Like if you have like any kind of electrician background, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: But for me, like yeah, it, it's it's so much better than like with the brain coral episode, it was like, oh, he's unplugged all the time. No. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, but it doesn't make sense for any of the times that he's smart. He has but genius. This time, moments. It makes sense for like every other moment. Yeah. I I, I like, like this a the lot. idea of that.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's like a I do like the idea. Or I mean it's it's funny that they've had so many different like metaphors to what his brain situation is but yeah this is definitely the best that we've seen so far you know mm-hmm. um i wanted to talk about a little bit uh it's just very very small moment of this episode is what pa- our spongebob is watching at the very top of the episode where she's like he's watching this like woman saying i'm leaving you for your grandpa i was like this grandpa is cucking his <laughs> <laughs> grandson i was like this is wild what does spongebob watch what is these what's crazy what's crazy though is like okay
0: so like novellas and soap operas do that too yeah but it's like they're like dating and they're like oh no like i'm gonna date the older man because when he dies i'll take his money kind yeah of situation but i love the delivery it's just jason i have to be honest and then he goes grandpa yeah, <laughs> he's exactly. like, oh my God. it's such a great like little moment yeah. and then he just explodes to the door <laughs>
1: and then it's just chaos from there all this patrick yeah. chaos yeah, I
0: like honestly. This is like my favorite part of this entire episode was just that moment. Yeah, and it's not yeah. even has to do with any part of the plot or anything like that. Yeah, I,
1: I definitely like. You said you were talking about like you didn't really like this the the first part of this episode. I I really didn't like this part very much. I don't know. It's just like there's, oh, I mean like the whole
0: episode. It's a just not pretty great. Weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I just again like the way that they are painting Patrick is such a crappy way, and I feel like especially in this episode, he like takes advantage of people. He starts taxing them and stuff. And the way he, like, treats Spongebob as, like, a a servant. It was just like, this is so, like, the one person who's supporting you through all this, and you're just, like, basically, like, spitting their face.
0: Yeah, and, like, I put as a small lesson, uh, royal bloodlines are bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I don't know, like, I have a hard time when the characters stray so hard from, like, what I think is, like, the core of them. And, yeah. like, it makes me really wonder, like, what the writers were thinking, because, like, this isn't Patrick being dumb. This is Patrick being mean. Yeah. And like it's that's just, not what we established in the first three seasons.
1: No, I, I mean, guess, I guess in, to some degree you can argue that they've established that like Patrick and SpongeBob have a hard time with ego and like when things happen to them that they mm-hmm. let it go to their head. But these are such extremes. Like The way what he does in this is so extreme that I, I don't think that they've set up enough to justify it, you know?
0: Yeah. It's even different like from Act 1 where he's just like, uh, being kind of mean yeah like by by accident because of like oh oh SpongeBob, so you're a pedestrian right. right like that's like a good like one-liner and it's kind of funny right but i feel like in this one it's just like he's mean all the time he he takes that guy's
1: comic well, book collection yeah. <laughs> and he, he he moves sponge or i'm sorry he moves squidward's house without his permission like well, he's I, in it. Well, he's in it and doesn't give a crap. He's just like, I'm gonna tear up your front yard and just like, I'm gonna build myself a Ferris wheel. It's gonna be great. But you and know,
0: then he I, steals a walker st- for an old right. Man.
1: <laughs> but you know, I do like that they made Squidward the like, like hero of this situation where he mm-hmm. like incites the riot and like makes people wake up to the whole situation. You know.
0: Yeah, I put. Uh, I said Squidward organized the proletariat against yeah. the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Which is another lesson I had was rich people. I wrote
1: eat eat, eat the rich is what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: pretty accurate. Yeah. I think this act, this act is actually a good example of why uh, the working class needs to unite against the rich. Yeah. Well, that's like um, the, the whole thing. That's is the, the like, one
1: like merit. I'll give it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just definitely like showing there's um power in numbers, mm-hmm. which is something I think that like we can all remember, you know, even with all the stuff that we go have going on with like not not even COVID, but, like, with our government stuff that we have constantly going on in the U.S., yeah. and, like, I think we just to know that there are strength in numbers, and that, you know, if we stick together and, like, band up, like, there are, there are certain p- things that we can get done, you know, as a society. Yeah, it always you know?
0: reminds me of that moment in Bug's Life where he's like, those ants outnumber us 100 to 1, and if they ever figure that out, like, yeah, that is such, like, a great thing to have in, like, children's media because it's so true, and, like, I don't know. I love it when like kids kids like cartoons and stuff like that remind like united a united front is always stronger yeah. than whatever's ahead of you. And that's the problem is uniting everybody,
1: you know? It's just yeah, that's that's definitely the hard part without like having to go to such extremes like what happened in France where people were literally starving and dying where they're like, "All right, time to actually chop the richest head off because we're done with this or whatever." Yeah. So,
0: like Jeff Jeff Bezos does not need to be a fucking trillionaire. <laughs> no. God. He doesn't even he can he doesn't even need to be a millionaire, but I'll give him a million, uh be a millionaire, or a billionaire. But if he just gave the rest of it to anything
1: else, anything, literally, get rid of my student literally. loans, help us out, like you know, anything, <laughs> yeah, throw it at someone. I don't know on the streets. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about the family tree situation, especially like how we end up at the very end with it being Gary. That's
0: it's uh, a crazy
1: lineage, yeah, because it starts off with like mildew and uh what was what was the other one uh king amoeba amoeba yeah so it's just like and somehow that develops into like a bunch of he literally says like this inbred generations have developed <laughs> into starfish and slugs
0: <laughs> yeah so i i free framed those and i wanted to know a little more so it's king amoeba mm-hmm. and queen mildew and one that i thought was interesting is york so i just learned recently you know I knew York was from like uh, Shakespeare, but I didn't know exactly what. But apparently he's a jester. And like, if you look at the little cartoon, he's also a jester. But the one I wanted to bring a lot of attention to was Prince Callus and Prince Dingus. Who, I think- like, I don't know if they're supposed to be inbred. So uh-huh. in, in theory, they're brothers. And they had sex with each other. And uh, ov- obviously, like, whatever genitalia they have, they had, they produce. Uh, another person named Carl, who looks old. I'm just <laughs> so confused. But I'm also like, did Nickelodeon Loki like throw in like gay marriage,
1: or like I don't know, like Maybe. I don't know what was going on.
0: It was a very interesting thing to well, have. Like, doesn't it's Carl like, literally en- isn't Carl princes. the end of
1: his own line too? Like, there's nothing yeah. after Carl. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then of course is the uh, I think Ma something. I-, I I misspelled it. I got autocorrect right here, but it's like Ma tick is what I wrote down, but I don't know. I know that doesn't sound right. And Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Yeah. And then Sluggy comes He's out of that. Gary. Yeah. But I think it's funny that Gary's like technically father is like, or mother is Sluggy.
1: Well, and it's even crazier to think that like Patrick and Gary are related, right? Yeah, like cousins, cousins right? Yeah.
0: Or maybe cousins once removed or like uncles I, or something, something like that. that. I, I don't, don't know.
1: know. I always would, I, I would just say cousins at some point. That's just the easiest way to yeah. <laughs> go into it
0: yeah i always tell people that like they're like oh how's this person related to you and i was like i just call everyone theo or Thea, and if they're closer to my age i call them my cousin yeah yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much easier than actually figuring out like my cousin twice removed on my mother's right. side
1: because at, the, at that point it's just too much right
0: yeah i looked it up once it still doesn't make any sense yeah. to me the, but again i just memorized it and then nope never never asthmatic. actually learned
1: yeah it. <laughs> um Another crazy part of this episode I thought was uh, Mr. Krabs like high key like trying to sell his daughter to Patrick which yeah. again like Mr. Krabs is such a piece of shit. We get so many characters are just so awful in these episodes. I'm like there's no one except Squidward maybe who is like actually a good person.
0: Yeah. I mean everyone else is kind of like a, like a victim yeah. of Patrick but like again like no no kind of like uh, development in a that's Meaningful true. To character. yeah um one thing i really want to ask you because it's really important to me is if you had to put that tv up somewhere where'd you put it in the in the
1: indoor swimming pool or <laughs> above the fancy uh faberge eggs uh i like over the indoor swimming pool i think that's mm-hmm. probably dangerous but i like the idea of being like laid back in my swimming pool and like being able to watch like netflix or something like that i'd just Enjoy. be afraid of like i'm afraid like of anything falling off my wall my art falls off of the wall all the time right i'm afraid my tv <laughs> would fall off the wall and crush those d- eggs so <laughs> uh, that's true that's, that's a good point because yeah. i was
0: like oh well he can watch it from his throne from there but
1: now nah, you want to relax you know. and watch tv and at that point why didn't you just get another tv he's a rich d- <laughs> so
0: <laughs> maybe
1: that someone didn't
0: give him the tv as like a donation or whatever yeah. or as a tax um I wanted to call attention to Squidward's face when he gets his house moved. Like he uh, makes some like weird, like misshapen faces too. Yeah, the yeah, vein, like, oh yeah. Well, that entire sequence is just Squidward making weird faces, and it's not, I I love those. I always Again, love the, yeah. the weird. I, mean, I still weird faces. I
1: still think last week's face is like my favorite Squidward face, but like the <laughs> veiny. I wrote I literally veiny head, angry angry <laughs> head from this one is like I really like this one too. Yeah,
0: I just really like too how he goes about it he's like you really think this pink blob is king right like look at him like maybe king of the idiots and that's it and um i don't know like I, just the way that he organizes i love it and it, like very quickly everyone's like yeah and then they just walk just away. walk
1: away it's like just takes that and i guess it's like it's sometimes it just takes like a little inciting action like that for people to actually wake up and you're like all right maybe you're right maybe this person is just a dump. <laughs> <b-." laughs> you know one thing that
0: i think the smartest thing that patrick did this entire episode is that belly button diamond.
1: Oh, you looks think so? It's so cool. It looks so oh. cool. I it reminds me like, too much gross? of belly button piercings. I hate belly button piercings. They make me sick. No, it wasn't so. a
0: piercing. It was a literally like a, a, belly
1: button button know, remind- <laughs> <laughs> a belly button plug. Uh. I know. Uh, it just reminds of a A belly button plug.
0: It just cool. reminds
1: me of piercings. I don't know. It's too close to it, but I guess so. If I, if I, if I was to get like any orifice like, filled with a diamond, maybe it would be a belly button. Time for the Wumbo lesson, Josh. Big. Wumble lesson
0: all right i will do the honors of going first okay so if that's okay with you yeah
1: i love that
0: all right so i did really like this episode yeah. i'm gonna be honest um i it's not even that it was filler i just if everything felt wrong yeah about patrick's character all, all the i
1: think all the tones on this episode were just off i didn't feel yeah. any of it so
0: yeah, the only redeeming quality for me for this episode was a uh, Squidward rising against the, the <laughs> bourgeoisie. <laughs> the rich, yeah. Um. So my big lesson is kind of along those lines. I put power should be shared and not hoarded. Oh, good, 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 good. Because uh, Act One, uh, you know, Patrick basically has this privilege now that he gets to drive, and he he gains a whole car out of it, yeah, like a whole boatmobile for free, and he just uses it to be an asshole.
1: Yeah. I think he started off like nice. Like he was like offering so much about rides, but he just let it go to his head and was like being a jerk the rest of the time.
0: Yeah. And that's literally the exact same tone for act two. Like he just gets a little bit of power and he just hoards it. He never once. And we mentioned it, he never once uses his power to help some other person. Absolutely not. And it doesn't until his entire kingdom is gone. Quote unquote that he actually does anything about it. And like it's, I feel like when someone learns the lesson when everything is bad has happened to them, it's not they didn't really learn it. No. If they learned it in the middle, and it would took like someone to say, "Hey, like Patrick, you're being rude. Think about what you're doing." And then he was like, "You know what? You're right." Then that's like a change of character. But being like, "Oh, I have no one to boss around now." Like now, I feel bad. I was like, "Yeah," because you feel bad because you lost These all are, the power that I, you thought you had. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like it, it, yeah.
0: And it's something like I. I try to embody and like we talk about it. Like I'm a little bit more leaning towards leftist politics, where it's like communism's kind of like the way to go, yeah. which is a whole different situation. We that talk about like that later. <laughs> some people aren't yeah. ready to have that conversation, or they have. A I mean, people are barely
1: ready to accept, accept like socialism at all. Yeah, so like exactly. Talking about communism like scares people.
0: Yeah, and like that word just scares people. Yeah. Um, and it scares me to say it sometimes because the, the connotation that I comes know, up with it. Con- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, I do think, like, even with me, like, when I first moved to New York, my goal was to try to help a lot of people as as possible when they came to New York. And I try to do that. And, like, we've talked about it on the on the podcast before that, like, sometimes it comes, it bites me back. And, and like, now I am a lot more selective on who I help out yeah. with. And it's the people who I think are respectful and are helpful in their own way and not using me as, like, some type of, like, Rutch. Yeah. yeah, not only a crutch, but like a a, a ladder, oh, yeah, like a yeah, rung yeah. on a ladder to yeah. step on and like go above.
1: Um, Just to not talk to you after you help him out. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So for me, like I do think that we in our lives have times where we have privilege, where, and I see a lot of times, like, um, especially a lot like with the the LGBTQ community is like you know a lot of trans people are kicked out of their ha- homes and like just donating to their Venmos and stuff like that is something that the community does all together and they do it without like you donate with no nothing you not don't want anything bid. in return. You just yeah, do it you also the can't claim that on your taxes no. or mm-hmm. whatever compared to like
1: the rich you know, people who are corporations doing, dropping who are, thousands like, of dollars mm-hmm. to charities because they'll get a tax break at the end of the year. Yeah, they it. get a tax break yeah. or it's a
0: tax haven. Like, you know, I used to think like in, in middle school all the time, like people would be like, oh Bill Gates has like the uh the bill and melinda gates foundation it's like really literally all that money that they give goes to the corporations yeah it's like a weird tax haven like and getting older and learning more and more about how rich people just avoid helping other people out and it drives me insane and it like it drives a a lot of people it's even worse when
1: like those corporations use like like a lot like the big example i think is like when corporations use pride and they're like, yeah. oh, now we're donating to like all these like uh, these like charities that need it and stuff. Like that. And then they don't do any kind of like extra service after that. Like once Pride Month's done, they don't care, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And we and like we talked about it in the second act about like you know Jeff Bezos, like he's literally going to be a trillionaire. Yeah, or he or even if he's not there, like he's he has so much wealth that he's that, like, never going to be able to do
1: anything with it.
0: Like he could literally shoot it all into space and still have more. Yeah. than anyone else. Right. Like it's which I think is crazy. If you can. Like it would cost him more money probably to burn all his money, than to, to actually like do use something it.
1: useful, you know?
0: Right. And I, I would, and I guess I've never been that rich, or I've never been at that level. And even now, like with uh, an increase in income that I've like, I, I say it a lot when I talk to people, I'm like this is the most money I've made in my entire life. But I still kind of like I can kind of be like a little greedy with it because uh, coming from like you know when you're broke, you want to you want to hold as on much as much as possible. Yeah. 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 But, like, every now and then, like, giving myself a reality check, like, you can go with a, a couple, like, if you really want to give someone money and they need it, give it to them. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I have, like, um, family members that they're, like, you know, crowdfunding and stuff like that, and I think about myself in college, and I was crowdfunding for, like, my films and stuff, and, like, I donated, donated money to them, and I donated more than I, like, it hurt to donate. I was like, man, like, I really don't want to donate this much money, but I'm going to, because one, they were there for me, and two, like, in reality, I can afford it. Yeah. You're not doing anything and it's to like, money right it's now. It's getting past that like switch in your brain that you have to like hoard money yeah. a lot. And obviously, like that comes from a place of privilege to say like, you have enough money to actually donate. Right. But I think a lot of people like they forget where they get they came from or what kind of like privileges they do have. Yeah,
1: and I think it also comes like a lot of times, like not with like millionaires and stuff, but like but like with you or just like average people. Like I know that I was raised in a way that like I was told, like, don't spend your money. Like, you gotta save that money a lot because, mm. like, you don't have a lot of money growing up. And so you're, like, you gotta hold on to it. So even, like, sometimes I was making more than, like, my parents and stuff like that with some gigs and stuff I was doing. And, they're, like, I have to be realize, like, I have to hold on to that, you know? I can't just be, like, yeah. I'm gonna go on Amazon and buy all these things that I want, right? So... Yeah.
0: But also, it just feels, like, when you really think about it, you're, like, why am I coveting all this stuff yeah. if my needs aren't being met? Right. And, like... There's so many other ways you can help others and I honestly think it will only pay you back tenfold. Yeah. At least all the times I like I feel like I just give money to help someone out. Like
1: it's just it's just a problem it, with the society. I think like capitalism makes you think that you always have to climb a ladder, like you're never gonna be yeah. good enough. You always have to have getting more money. Like you're not
0: Yeah, you gotta fight everyone else around. Right? You. There's no it's like there's no lie room in you.
1: capitalism for like giving back or like any of that, right? So just bull Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like I feel it more and more now with our current situation yeah. and like as we like and especially as I get older and I learn more and more about like leftist politics and even anarchist stuff. And I even found like stuff on TikTok and I'm like, oh, my God, this is some Marxist. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and like. The more I learn about it, the more I think about like, man, the society that we should be going to is like one where we're taking care of each other and not because of you
1: know not because of greed not not fueled by yeah. greed which is all we yeah. are that's literally what we are done like all the society we do are filled by greed right yeah like even we're talking about like the fact that corporations donate to charities only to get a tax break it's like there's no heart behind any of that they don't care yeah. about the people they're trying to help
0: yeah and like very like i'm sure the people in the positions that are like pitching these places are do care but like as an entity they do
1: not no exactly
0: it's like, just, it's like that episode of Parks and Rec where they're trying to find like just a random, like a uh, random charity to, pick, to, like, yeah. to just like, so they're just going through the just... binders
1: and binders of charities.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So
1: yeah. so, yeah, that's what I got. That's good. What'd you that's get? a good one. Um, I got um, <clears throat> to celebrate like big achievements in a, ma- in, like, in a manner that includes everyone and not just like mm-hmm. in an egocentric way. Cause I, and maybe this is just like my own personal experience, but I felt like every time like I've had done something big, like it, it feels better to share that moment with people in a positive way. Right. Even it's like mm-hmm. a party that you're throwing or like to like, you're saying like share the wealth or whatever, like whatever the situation is like being able to include people in that felt better than me. Like being like, Oh, look how great I am. Let me brag about this, like on every social media and like, look how crazy all this yeah. crap is, you know? And so I, I don't know. And I think that we saw that in both parts, like. Patrick definitely did not celebrate him getting this license and his new car in a proper way. He like made SpongeBob feel bad and he was and he was aware of it. He knew he was doing that, I think. I don't think there's no way he didn't know. And then and then he became king in the second part and was 100 percent taking advantage of that power and no way celebrating that in a positive way. He immediately when he got the crown, he's like, I'm going to go eat all this free food and I don't care. Right. I'm not going to share this with SpongeBob.
0: You know? Yeah and I I also see it like you know with modern day society it's just like the it's letting your achievements speak for themselves. Yeah. Like yeah toot your own horn a little bit be like hey like I got this today that's pretty cool. But like rubbing it in people's faces or like using it as an excuse to like belittle others just feels like just if you if you got like an award for doing something that you're good at just keep doing that and eventually everyone else is going it. to Yeah. It's going to follow you yeah. the the all the good stuff is gonna follow you right there's no point in like having to you know brag uh, about it make it so like yeah yeah like brag i feel like it's like one of the
1: worst parts of social media that's come out of it is that people are able to brag to such an extent now right and rub it in people's faces like oh look at this job i got or look at this thing i got look at my new car or whatever right and like make it seem like they're better than people are right and it's it's just so crappy you know i
0: don't know what here's the and here's a, a thing that hasn't happened in a while is we just got what I argue is not a very good episode. No, like very low on my like, 100%. List this is SpongeBob probably one of episodes. my least
1: favorite episodes I've seen in a long time.
0: Yeah, exactly. But one of my favorite lessons that I've been able to pull out of it.
1: That was really good. Yeah.
0: Because like, and like yours too, like I feel like you can get, like what such a deep conversation we're having, even though literally like we were just talking about fleshlights like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know? i think it i think it's just i don't know it's so interesting and it's I, it's, it's kind of we've said it before it's like it's so interesting that like children's media you can pull just from the smallest little nugget yeah like something that like literally communism in a crawl. well like, and i think what's Marxism really cool is like, like
1: we were talking about it when we were looking when we we're doing our like retrospective talk right we we're like oh let's look back at all the things that we're growing and learning and stuff and that's what's really cool to see is that like as we've gotten older and like, as like things are like our lives are developing, like you would have never had like all this, like socialism, communism talk. If you haven't been going through the things you're going through now and getting older and experiencing new things. Right. And I think that's, what's really cool to see is that SpongeBob is opening up those kind of conversations, right. Where I can be able to talk Mm -hmm. about the stuff that I'm now experiencing. Right. And I I really enjoy that, you know, even if these like episodes are super crappy, but I, even then, like I, it opened up a door for us to have this like really engaging conversation about stuff that like I wouldn't have talked to about. We wouldn't have talked about this five years ago, probably, right? Yeah. So now, if you
0: had told me like communism five years ago, I'd been like, "What are you oh, talking yeah, about?" Yeah,
1: right. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> you are like that's that's bad. Right. That's what that's what the bad people do, right? You know, I don't know. But I, that's what I really liked about this this week's episode was uh, was just. That we got that.
1: Yeah, I do. It's really good. I think that's, again, some of the magic of, like, some of the stuff that we've been able to do, you know. And this has happened before, I think, when we've had, like, really mundane episodes and we, like, pull out some good good little nuggets out of it.
0: Yeah. Big it, old
1: nugget. It just... <laughs> big old <laughs> nugget. It just forces us to dig deeper, is all it is, you know.
0: All right. So, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us anything like comments, suggestions, or derogatory remarks, you can reach us on ismeasapodcast.com. Or you can email us on podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all of the major social networks: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and ma- mainly Instagram. Yeah, that's we're the we're the coolest on Instagram. Hundred percent. We got the most followers on Instagram. <laughs> Just kidding. Got all the I'm love sure. on Instagram. Billie Eilish will always have more followers than us.
1: Oh well, one day we'll she deserves her. it. But she's on she our. Deserves podcast. it. I hope. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But, um, yeah, uh, other than that, make sure you uh, share that beautiful, beautiful podcast content with your friends and your share enemies. Share all this
1: communist propaganda with them. Yes.
0: <laughs> Together, we can take down. We'll eat Bruce the rich. Lassie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>